This is our online digital service. Uh, you obviously know that because you're here. Uh, if you are new to this community, thank you so much for checking us out. We want to let you know that our, our heartbeat is for you and everybody else in our community to continue to grow in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. And one of the ways that we do that as a community is gather in some sort of form on Sunday morning to look at God's word to understand his heart for us and how his wisdom, his passion, and his direction can guide us through virtually every situation we've ever come across. And so that's what we hope to do today. And if you've been around as part of Stanley Park for a long time, it's so good to have you here. Um, obviously, we'd love to see your face, but feel free to say hi in the comment bar. We'd love to get a chat going there. John, you want to get into this? Okay, well, let, let me just uh, outline what we're doing. So we've got, uh, this is week two of sort of a three-week just at the end of summer sermon series. And uh, so we, we're thinking about where we are. So we're first culture-wide in this time of incredible change. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we're at the end of summer. And uh, in terms of our dream and plan, we're kind of moving from a, a more temporary to a more permanent yeah. way of doing church that we're calling a community of communities. Uh, we're also in a time of uh, grief and confusion. Everybody's yeah. lost a lot. Uh, nobody really knows what's coming. And so we, we, we were looking for a place in the story of Israel that uh, God addressed the people that sort of, I don't know, matches our situation. Yeah, as best as we can. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, you've got, you got to be careful doing this, but uh, we landed on the time that Israel was in the wilderness it seems it was parallel to our situation in, in quite a few ways. And so uh, we're going to do that again this week. We're going to look at a passage in just a minute. I'm going to get Brad to pray first. But uh, the passage we, this passage was addressed to people who were experiencing grief and fear. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to me it, it addresses us in our situation lots of ways. And uh, so we'll take a look at that in just a second here. Yeah. Well, let, let us pray. Lord, we... We are so glad to have you. We, we do not really stand a chance against all the things in the world without a God that loves us, guides us, protects us, and is leading us to something far, far better than we could even imagine. Lord, we ask that you are with us as John and I get to share from your word. We ask that your word goes out to every one of our homes where we are watching from or the cottage we are at. Lord, we ask that your word goes out and it brings life, that it it allows us all to flourish because you are reaching in, you're pouring in, and that you have a plan for our lives, Lord. We know that you send out your word. We know that you send it out, and it does the things that you desire for it to do. So, Lord, may we settle ourselves in to hear from you, and may we be willing to follow your direction for our lives. Thank you so much for all that you have been doing, and thank you for calling us as a community into this space, into this gathering this morning. May we hear from you, and may we bring you great joy. Amen. 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 I'm going to read uh, Deut Deuteronomy. I always have trouble saying that. Deuteronomy. It's uh, not a common word, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Uh, you can read further in there if you want. But yeah. again, this is a, a sermon by Moses given to the people as they're about to enter the promised land, as they're you know, um, about to leave the wilderness. And it gives a kind of a snapshot of what's going on in this wilderness time. Yeah. And uh, again, we'll, we'll, he's, he's addressing people who are in a situation that some, in some ways is... They would call it unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves that, right? There All we right. go. There yeah. we go. 
<laughs> and they're trying to figure out their new normal. Yes, <laughs> right there. Yeah, all right, John, you can get into it. <laughs> oh my, okay, here we go. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. All right, so uh, we want to take a look at just a, yeah. you know, look at this passage from a number of angles and just see some connections with our situation. Uh, the first thing, like this whole time in the wilderness, the ch children of Israel uh, suffered deeply from grief yeah. and from fear. Grief because they had lost, like they were, they were thinking, you know, um, okay, now we're out of Egypt, you yeah. know, but actually Egypt had a lot of good stuff. There was a lot <laughs> of things. That you, we lost a lot. We miss some of the things that we had. The other thing is like, we don't know what's coming. Uh, that yeah. produces anxiety. Now, again, on one level, our situation is utterly different from that. Yep. On another one, though, I, I think as I look at my own self and we have conversations with lots of people, uh, a lot of people are experiencing a deep sense of loss, yeah. grief. Like, like, I miss, I miss, I miss being with my friends. I miss all these various things. Uh, the other thing is, is again, we're right. Uh, you know, school is about to start. A lot of things are changing, and we don't know how it's going to go. There's a yeah. lot that's just unknown, and so there is a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Um, and so, in a way, it's a, it's kind of a similar situation. Well, yeah. Want to jump in on that? Yeah, we we John and I chatting. We really wanted to uh, come with our pastoral hearts for for you, um, and for the people in the room you're with, and really make grief and fear something that we can talk about. Um, I think it's Fred Rogers that says that anything that is human is mentionable, and anything that's mentionable is manageable. Right? That's pretty good. <laughs> Looking at you know, we have all experienced some sort of sense of loss. Some of us have had a compounding loss. Before the pandemic happened, we were already having a hard time. Others, the pandemic hit and it upset our entire world. Others, we did all right as the pandemic went. You know, we took on, like, we learned guitar, we took on something else. But as it's gone on, it's worn us down. And over this time, we've also lost people where we couldn't enter into our regular grieving uh, modes. We don't get to be around people in the way that we normally would, and it wears us down. And we want to say, one, it's all right to identify that. It's yeah. okay to say, you know what, I'm, 
surprisingly grieving. I was doing well for the first two months. It might be something you could say, like, I was never doing well, but I just never let anybody know. We, we want to allow us as a community to, to name grief. Uh, Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn. There's, there's something in actively mourning to say, I've lost something. I don't have what I thought I had. I don't, it didn't turn out the way that my dream job was going somewhere and then the entire industry fell out. Uh, we want we to just name that and allow you to claim that. And if that's you today and you're like, this is already just hitting me, like you take a moment, pray through that. We, we want to acknowledge it and not leave you there. One of the things I, I came across a study that was talking about why a lot of us aren't doing very well right now is it's called, uh, give me a second, yeah, our surge capacity. So we, we all have a, a certain surge capacity that when something challenging happens, uh, we you know, have space allotted for that to not you know, do us in. But it's designed in our, our way of working to be a short-term thing. Like, oh, you know what? Like this week's a hard week, next week's better. My surge capacity handled that. But over the past six months, we've constantly seen over and over and over again another challenge. All of a sudden, we are face-to-face -face with the dark reality of racism. We see protests. We see divide. We see over and over again things railing against any sort of capacity that we had uh, protecting us from just being overwhelmed. And so as we live out this rhythm in a, in a life that's constantly being bombarded, we, we get tired. We get depleted. And uh, you know, it's then harder and harder to look at any, any change, any possibility. We grab on tighter to the things that are around us because we just can't handle any more surges. And if that's, once again, you today, it's normal. It's part of what we are all working with. And we hope that also going through God's word, that God's truth, God's promise will help you identify that it's not in your capacity to fully handle these surges that God is one that is working with us and connecting with us in a way that we actually have to hand over the, the surge to him. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to name that it's okay not to be okay. Uh, and in Deuteronomy 8, 2, it says, remember that the, go the Lord your God has led you. So the first point that we want to point back is that in your history, God has been working and moving. If you are, if you are new to the faith, and this is the first time you're logging in, God has still been at work in your life. You may not have seen it yet. You may not have been able to look back and say that this is where God has been. And we encourage you to take a few moments even that and, and pray over that and ask, God, where have you been? I'm not quite sure where I am in the spiritual journey, but I want to know where you have been. And we hope that he shows up and we hope that he tells you. Uh, John, do you want to talk about any of this? No. No, no? all right, carry it on then. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, what I would like, yeah. I think maybe we could go yep. to, and, and you sort of started down this road, but... Yep. So, so in the middle of this situation with, with, uh, with grief and with fear, God addresses the people. And I, I, I think the first point that Rad made is really, really important. Like, yeah. let's be real. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's, let's, let's face what's there. I know for me, I can certainly say the first little while, I was fine. Yeah, uh, you were loving it. <laughs> it was okay. But uh, after a while, I, and I, I think there's a, I, I think isolation even relatively limited isolation, yep. it has sort of a cumulative growth, yep. the, the emotional, psychological impact of that. Yep. So, but in the middle of 
Israel's grief and Israel's confusion yeah. and Israel's worry, God addressed them. And that's, so we yeah. want to go there, but we, yeah. before we go there, you know, we want to make really yeah. clear, let's face what's real. But yeah. then how did, how did God talk to the people? Yeah. And there, there's a couple of points in particular we want to draw your attention to. Uh, so the first one is that even while they were in the wilderness, yeah. God took care of them. And uh, the way he, the way they worded in this passage, it's it's kind of uh, again, dependent entirely on their situation. It says your yep. clothes did not wear out, your feet did not swell during these forty years. Uh, there's another spot somewhere that says something about your your shoes lasted, you yeah, know, your sandals yeah. lasted. And and the the point was that even in this really dark time, even in this really confusing time, even in this time of great loss and great grief, God somehow took care of the people. And and. Um, I've heard all kinds of stories. I yes. bet you have too. And, and, and what I would probably be a really helpful thing is to just pause and remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, re- remember how God has helped us. Um, I, we've heard all kinds of stories of, you know, I, somebody brought something, somebody yeah. came by, somebody phoned, texted, uh, like somebody felt, have you had those where someone says, you know what, I was just praying for you. And I just thought I'd let you know that's like that's amazingly encouraging. You want yeah. to carry on with that? Yeah. In, in the passage, it talks about uh, your clothing did not wear out, your your feet didn't swell, your shoes were taken care of, and that's not prescriptive. That's not saying that God's provision to you today is that your clothing didn't wear out. This morning, every morning, I go into the hot tub. I have a hot tub. It's lovely. But every morning, I go into the hot that's tub. Life, right? I know, right? <laughs> I go into the hot tub, but I went to put my bathing suit on, and the the tie off thing broke. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and then just this this morning, my my mask, I have one of these here, uh, it came apart. And <laughs> so it's a very clear thing that's not prescriptive. My things are wearing out. Um, but that in this, God is also uniquely meeting your needs, our needs as a community. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the heart is not to just say, oh, God, my shoes have worn out. You, know, you said you weren't going to do that. But God, where are you? How have you met my needs? How have you provided over this time? That's the thing I really want to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other point, and I, I think we can jump to, to that yep. now, is that, um, so, so God took care of the people in the middle of the wilderness, but he also says, now, this passage uses the word discipline, yep. um, and I think a lot of us, we, we can't hear the word discipline without hearing the word punishment. Yeah, you did wrong. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas I, I, I think uh, probably a more helpful word would be training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so discipline and discipleship, those are, those are matched words. Yep. Uh, they're from the same root. And the idea of God is teaching and training. And, and so he actually wanted the people to learn something in this experience. Yep. And in, uh, the, the famous verse, and you've, you've heard this one, I imagine, if you, uh, well, maybe you haven't, but uh, this is a common, common passage because Jesus quoted it later on. It yep. says, he humbled you, verse 3, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the picture here is that God permitted them to be hungry, not because to punish them, no. because, but, but, but then he fed them in a really unusual way, in that in, you know, manna on the ground, that's a great story, you can go read that. Yeah, it's a great story. What, what, just quickly on oh, the yeah. manna. Yeah, Brent's got a manna story. Yeah, well, yeah, it showed up. No, manna in in their actual language means what is this? Yes. And so it says, I led you into things that you didn't know with things that you didn't recognize. 
And so it's a really interesting wordplay that's even involved in it. So he provided for their specific need in ways that they needed, but also in ways that they wouldn't have recognized the way that God would have done it. Yeah. And, and what it says here is the, the big point in doing yeah. it that way. I mean, I, there probably could have been some other way to feed the, pe the, yeah. the people. Yeah, he brought quills in later. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the big point was he wanted the people to learn yeah. that they needed him. Yeah. That it was about him. It was about his, their connection with him. And, and I think this has a real incredible analogy for us. And, yeah. and I, like I've heard so many people say something like this. Um, I hate this. I don't like, I don't like yeah. what's going on. But I really hope I don't forget some of the things that I've learned about what actually is most important in life. I was yeah. so busy. I was so overwhelmed with my daily routine. I had forgotten the importance of God. I'd forgotten the importance of family and yes. close friends. And people never seem to, I mean, whenever people talk about finding what really matters, the stuff that really matters is connection with God, connection with yeah. people, relationship with others, loving, serving, blessing, like deeply, deeply Christian themes. Yes. And, and that, um, so that this picture of God, act, you know, being part of a training program where yeah. we're learning trust, uh, I think that's huge. Yeah. You, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I, I'd definitely say over this last little bit, um, I've been learning trust. Uh, God has been showing up in our community over and over and over again. Um, and I'm, I'm just so proud of God. <laughs> like, like, it's encouraging, I think. It's the best, boasting thing. in the Lord. I yeah, that's yeah, real, Brad. yeah. That's exactly. I'm boasting in the Lord and just yeah. the way that he's showing up in our community. Uh, many stories that you don't know about somebody that you do know uh, needing and God showing up. But in this training section of our lives is God doesn't waste things. He is mm. not a wasteful God. So he takes terrible, terrible things. And we see that over and over again in Genesis throughout the Bible. And he reworks them. He finds some way to bless out of curses. He finds some way to uh, move his kingdom. Like the biggest picture, obviously, is through death, life has been found. Uh, God continues to do that. And he wants us to continue to grow and be shaped by him. And, and so a few things that I think is valuable for you to discern in your life would be in the last six months, has your values become clearer? Mm. As you are making choices and you've had to make choices and not doing things is even a choice, have you identified two or three things that you really make your yeses around or your noes around that lead to action? Is, is there that? If, if there is, write them down. Make sure that they are things that you carry with you. Um, also looking at, in the last little bit, as you are, are walking uh, a daily life, as you're journeying through uh, unprecedented times, as they call it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I love that term, don't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you noticed that you're trusting more in God? Or are you trusting more in others? Are you trusting in your ability to read the, the daily numbers and make a judgment? Or are you leaning in further to God? Uh, also look at as you are going, how are you coping? What is your natural coping skill? Um, some of us aren't great copers. Uh, I worked in a frontline thing where I worked with youth and I, uh, in challenging situations. And I, I know many people have a, a coping strategy that's not always healthy. Uh, so are you noticing that you are taking unhealthy things? Are you, are you drinking more? Are you smoking more? Are you buying more online? Are you eating more? What, what are your coping strategies? How, how are you dealing with this? And if you're finding that they actually, like, as I said, those things that, oh, shoot, I might have a problem, 
invite others to help you through that. We, we are, aren't able to work through everything in isolation. And that's also part of what we are looking at as a community. As we are rejigging how we do our, our time together as a community, we are going to be a community of communities. We know that life alongside is so much better than life near. Mm. And we have restructured the way that we gather into smaller communities, ones that are geographically located, so that the people that you're getting to know, you also have a chance of running into them in a grocery store, in a coffee shop, in a moment where you may be doing extremely well and you can celebrate, hey, like I'm boasting in the Lord again. Or a moment where you're like, shoot, I was just leaving the LCBO with far more of my coping strategy than I intended to. And that person will find you there. And they have the opportunity to restore you and connect with you. Uh, also, the other part is we get to serve alongside one another, to care for the neighbors we literally know, not just this idea of somebody. And that's one of the things that we look at, how do we as a church uh, respond to the opportunity that God has here and still live into the promises. God promises that his church, you and I, the followers of Jesus, are going to be something that will, will stand a heck of a lot more than this. He also says that there's wisdom in, in wise counsel around you. So we have to come together in some capacity. We've found some temporary structures over the summer, which is awesome. Uh, connect groups. We, we, I was talking with one of our leaders, and they said that they love that the connect groups were going so well. They, they now picture it kind of like an umbrella that got them through the season. And they're excited about where we're going next is a shelter that we can live in. Mm. So we're moving from living under an umbrella in the summer that got us through what we needed to, to a, a house situation where we can live out alongside in, in a deep family relationship. Mm. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. And I think that we bank this plan. Like there's so much unknown. Like, a lot of us could be carrying the grief right now of planning of not sending kids back to school or sending kids back to school, uh, working out of the office, going back, not working out of the office. There's a lot of things that we just don't know about the next step. And we don't bank our entire plan as Christians on the unknown. Mm. We bank it on the one thing that we know, yeah. God. That God is for us, that God is working with us, that God is working us to a good place. And we're jumping to the promises of God. Uh, so, John, if you want to look at what we're talking about next, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Let me jump in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, here's an idea that I, I think pulls all of what we've just looked at in this passage together, is that at the core of why, how we get through when we're feeling grief, how we get through when we're feeling anxiety, is hope in God. Yeah. And um, so... And, the, and this whole story of Israel in the wilderness is driven by a promise that God is promising something beautiful and something better. Yep. Um, and this idea of the promised land, it's almost like a, like a, like a, snap, a sign snapshot. that's always off in the distance. That, it seems. That's yeah. right. that's right. and, and one of the things I love about this story uh, and, and that I think parallels is, is so here we got, we, we've got a whole group of slaves living in Egypt yep. And God takes them from Egypt, takes them to the wilderness, has a time of training, he takes care of them, and then he brings them into a land, a new land, and he sets up a way that he wants them to live. And so the, so the way I, I like to say it, just because this phrase makes sense to me, so he had like actual people living in an actual situation, and he really came and worked with them, 
and brought them into another actual land and he had a dream mm -hmm. of how he would live how they would live there and there's a, a big core of this dream that is the same dream that runs through the whole bible which you know jesus summarized it this way it's like it's to to love god first supremely completely and mm -hmm. to love others equally and and i think that picture of what it is that god wants for people that remains constant and yet here they are these were slaves yeah. uh, that changed everything about them uh, they lived they had to get from there to there and so yeah. there was a pathway that they needed to go and, and god wanted them to live in this new land in a in a different way yeah. and and so i think we're in the same way like we are actual people with stories with backgrounds with a, yeah. with a, you know a culture that shapes us in all kinds of ways and a particular situation that's going on in our lives that we you know leaves us confused yeah. but god has a god's dream is the same what he wants is for us to live in intimate close relationship with him and with like with a real actual like not i mean yeah. it's easy to love the world i love the world <laughs> um, but when it comes to like actual actual people yeah. like uh. re real real human, yeah exactly real human beings this is what he 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 wants and so the question that was before us as we looked ahead is okay this is where we are we're not really sure where things are going to go how do we do this and so this idea of a community of communities like we need connection with yeah. god and we need connection with people and yeah. we see that as this whole time unfolds more yeah. vividly perhaps than than before and so how do we do that now how do we do that here that's where this idea came from absolutely so it's driven by this unchanging promise of god and it's also shaped by the constantly changing situations yeah. that we find ourselves in i guess yeah. i'll stop yeah. now yeah. No, absolutely the uh, as John's talking about God taking people out of slavery, uh, a quote I was reminded of, I don't know who said it, so now it's me saying it, is that it's far easier to take people out of slavery than to take the slave out of the people. Mm. And so this, this training ground, this, this journey over the time was God working to take the slavery out of people. Um, and so for you and for me who are dealing with grief, pain, our own struggles, uh, God wants us to take us to the promised land. Uh, but he also doesn't want to take us there to live there as slaves. To whatever you and I have been living to. God wants to be working in our lives uh, through others, through time in the word, through serving. He wants to use all kinds of things to continually to bring us and help us identify that he has set us free. And that we are called to live life as free citizens of the kingdom of God. Mm. And that it takes a lot, <laughs> like uh, any, any of us have done any kind of healing from hurts in the past, it's a lot of work to get out of past rhythms. But God is doing that. God's in the business of taking us from the broken situations we were in and then taking the brokenness out of us. Um, yeah, looking at that, that's one of his promises. Yeah, and, that, and this picture of, and I, I'm not sure there's a, a more important conviction that we can just have worked into our being that what God is after mm -hmm. is for our good. Yeah. Like God, like what he wants for us is good. What he plans is good. What he made people for is good. good. And, but there's all kinds of barriers. There's all kinds of stuff in the way. And he's leading us in a path to bring us to the good thing. And the good thing is always connection with God. Yep. Loving relationships with people. 
and that like that's the that's the good but how that's going to look changes constantly and yeah. here we are absolutely how do we do this how do we do this now uh, we get together with some people we build connections with with folks we get to, we get those people together as best we can in yep. a constantly changing environment um, but we focus on connecting uh, connecting with God connecting with people I think that's the yeah, absolutely yeah. and yeah we're we're already quickly burning through time so the the things that we can bank our life around is God is ever present yeah that God is ever for you that God is working things to good that God intends to restore creation uh, you know looking around it doesn't look like it's perfect yet yeah and it sure didn't when they were wandering around in the desert. It didn't look perfect then, you know, and, yeah. and, and there's this disillusionment as we look around that things were better before. Um, they weren't. Things were just hidden before. And so as a community of communities, we want to continue to work towards the promises of God, to live out the kingdom of God together in any way that's possible. And one of the key things from today is going back to the fear and the grief that a lot of us are in. One of the key things in our communities is to be open and authentic. So that basically means come as you are, right? Be open, which means be willing to change. So we need to identify that I'm not perfect and I don't have to pretend to be perfect. I I have grief. And some days it's overwhelming to not just me, but everybody. But in a community, we can come in a spot and we can claim that God loves us, that God loves you, that God loves the person it's hard to deal with, and that he is guiding us to unpack hurts, to be ones that bind up wounds, to be ones that seek the people that are lost, the ones that haven't attended for a while. There's people that we haven't seen and we may not hear from for quite a while. And God is, is after them as well. Yeah, um, yeah the, the big thing for today is I encourage you to share how you actually are doing. You don't have to do it in the chat bar, but if you want to, if there's something you're, you're, you need to get off your chest, you know, we have some great Christian brothers and sisters that will enter into a conversation to help restore you. But also to name how you're dealing with things. Write down, get a journal, get a page, get a scrap piece of paper, what your values are, what the promises that you have actually heard God saying to you. If you don't know any of them, get in a word. You're going to come across something pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really what we want to be doing right now as we start stepping further and further towards being a community of people that are growing in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus through openness and authenticity is to start living openly and saying, I'm not okay. I'm not ready for this next change. I, I can barely handle the idea of sending my kids to school or I can barely handle the idea of not sending my kids to school, yeah. whatever that is. And be met there by God and by community. Yeah. Do you want to say any last words before well, we? Well, yeah. let me just say it. Do it. But like, yeah. here's an old, old, old saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God loves you just the way you are, but He doesn't want to leave you there. No. And and I think that covers this. Like like whatever you are is what you are. You know, it's actual yeah. people in an actual situation. Yes. But He has an actual plan yeah. that He wants us to live not in theory but in like with real people helping real people helping each other it like real people real situations where we are right now god working with us calling us forward into his beautiful dream so yeah come as you are but but be open to and and when god wanted to bring this change he like he he taught them about himself 
and he taught them how to live with each other. And the same thing, right? Absolutely. So as always, it's the coffee hour, uh, which I normally encourage you to send text, emails, phone calls to somebody from our community. Today, I'm going to, just in light of this, this message, I'm going to encourage you, if you are in a challenging situation, to reach out to one person. Um, if you are doing super well, I encourage you to reach out to one person. And these conversations, we normally encourage you to be light, be deep, whatever. Today, I encourage you to go deep. Because our coffee hour isn't just about the fluff and the bubble gum. It's about living life alongside each other in whatever avenue we have. So today, call, email, or text one person, either asking them to enter into the grief with you or to enter into theirs. We will be praying for you. We're praying with you. And uh, we are excited for what God is doing as we look at these beasts in the eyes and know that our God is greater. So may God be with you today as we live out his message and his promise. We'll see you guys next week. Amen. Amen.